Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the Jerry Springer. Jerry. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hey, Thanks. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, Jerry, I, I remembered that you bought an electric bike year or so ago and i was just wanted to circle back to you uh because on last episode we goofed around a little bit about you riding the wave runner jet ski and you're having a lot of fun with it with your grandson uh, are you bike cycling because of the pandemic has exploded yeah the cycling companies and bike shops are one of the winners of it's coming out of COVID. It's sad. You know, there are winners yeah. and losers. Amazon's a big winner. My uh, daughter and son-in-law who work in the entertainment business, our own Casey Campbell. We had Casey with us again tonight. We begged him to come back. He was with us Thank last you. week. And we're going to hear from Jerry in a few minutes with his thought of the week. But the cycling industry has gone nuts. Cities are anew, continuing to put in bike lanes, dedicated bike trails turning old railroad tracks it's called rails to trails old railroad lines that are no longer being used or being made into bike trails my god there's even one that's cobbling together various bike trails across the country that will allow you when it's all done to ride from the east coast to the west coast or in the other direction if you choose that's and so never be on roads to be on uh, bike trails the entire way are you in doing some riding yourself? Are you enjoying bike riding? Well, okay, fancy pants. Everyone's expecting just asking. <laughs> okay. Everyone is expecting me to say, well, I will get around to it. But no, I actually have ridden it. I, I, I ride it about twice a week. That's actually great. No, I actually, yeah. And we go for, uh, we go for an hour. And uh, and it, but, it, but it's it's kind of in the neighborhood, <laughs> and uh, you know where. Well, that's where everybody's people... riding. That's normal. That's so, the way yeah. to do it. Okay, but no. So but... I I have a little personal story yeah. here. We were driving down Route Eight in Ludlow yeah. one evening. My husband and I, and actually his mother and sister, were in town, and we looked and we saw this jackass on a bike with a motor. And I laughed and I said, well, doesn't that look like Gene Galvin? And it was. Sure enough. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> well, we had to pass him on the road. And I well, said, well, that sure enough looks like thanks. Gene well, Galvin. Yeah, thanks for stopping and offering the one. Theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had a motorized bike. <laughs> Going down the well, hill. Yeah. Like. It, well, people make fun because of the way my bike looks, not just because it's electric, but it's it's one of these town bikes. Yeah, uh, townie, I guess. It's a townie. Yours is worse Re than Jesus. It's a retro looking, retro looking, right, Jerry? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's uh yeah, yeah it's, it's how it's retro not a macho like, bike. How yeah, retro. how retro is it? Like retro with the giant wheel in the front, and the tiny wheel in the back, because <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. could be it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that bike I keep in the garage. 
but uh, yeah. uh, oh, okay. it doesn't have a motor. What this, are those called? Like the- I have a question about that the motor thing. It has like four different things: turbo, uh, economic, uh, echo, or whatever the four things are. Econ. Econ. Good. Econ. Well, the turbo seems to be the easiest one, right? I, I mean, that's where. Now, here's my question: Is it better for my health to? Because with a turbo one, because you don't go very far with each pedal, you're pedaling a lot faster just to go the same Okay, diff- Jerry, you're talking about a 10 speed, not a turbo. <laughs> no, it's no, a turbo. Here, no, turbo yeah. There are four, here's, here's the deal. There are four levels of assist and yes. the turbo, it gives you the most help. By the yes. way, here's what the studies show because it's now been the, uh, electric bikes in America, and it's been true in Asia and Europe and uh, around the world, but now in America, like these other places, e-bikes are the growth industry and the bicycle sales thing. They are what's selling. They are being sold to young people who are mountain bikers out west and Davu Park in the greater Cincinnati area, which is northern Kentucky. They're being bought by older riders, riders who've had some sort of physical impairment, but they are what's selling in the bike industry today. So they're hugely popular. So researchers jumped in on this and they said, well, if they're e-bikes, they're cheaters and they're not getting any exercise, but they quickly learned that e-bike riders get the same level of exercise as non-e-bike riders, partially because they ride a lot more. Okay, Jerry, you starting a bike is not exercise. Gene still pedals. Well, no, yeah, Jerry. I, Jerry has to pedal. He has no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no throttle. Yeah, there's no, no it, it doesn't. I tried not pedaling, but it didn't move. No, it won't go anywhere. Yeah. Well, look, so, <laughs> hey, so I have I'm riding, and I told you that this, Jerry, but I'm riding. I'm taking, I'm looking forward to this. Another rider who has an e bike and I are taking Amtrak. From Cincinnati to the northwest corner of Montana, so up near Canada, Whitefish, Montana, and we're riding pretty much to the Mexican border, and we're going to do this over a period of a month, and we're all we're in the riding Casey the continental divide, this. and that's going to be trust me, lots of exercise, and that's with an e-bike, and I and to be honest, at my age, I wouldn't do it on a mechanical bike. I, don't, I think I'd just get too exhausted mm-hmm. by doing it. What when are you going to do uh, this? The summer. Oh, I'm summer, busy. Yeah. Oh, looking forward to it. Oh, I'm busy. Well, I'm busy. Well, <laughs> here's one. Here's one where I'm I'm calling in the chick. You said told Dixie, who is a triple crown hiker we had on our podcast. I remember. So the triple crown hikers are the people who've done the Appalachian Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, and the Pacific Coast Trail. Each one's over two thousand miles. And you typically go from the south to the north. So you basically go from the bottom of America to the top. So we had her on the show. And Jerry, you agreed. I think this is going to be a blast. We're going to go to Springer Mountain in Georgia. And it was named after the Jerry Springer family. And yet, but yet, yet, Jerry has never been to Springer Mountain, much less Summit. No Springer has ever been to Springer. <laughs> Certainly no Springer I know. <laughs> so no Springer I know. No. You agreed, and we're and we're gonna make this happen. You agreed when COVID was over. We're not quite yeah. there yet. 
it's to a, uh, assault Springer Mountain, camp out on Springer Mountain. Casey Campbell, you've been there because you hiked the Appalachian Trail, a good chunk of it, and you started at the southern terminus. So you've been to Springer Mountain, am I right? That's correct, yeah. All right. So Casey and Dixie, uh, we're putting together a team. We'll all have, I don't know, we'll have shirts or something saying Team Springer. And Jerry, how, how put, about a defibrillator? Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll pack one in, bud. We'll, okay, we'll pack one in. here's my yes, suggestion. Megan. I think, like, like, so Jerry gets to go to all these fun places. I think that Casey, Gene, and I should go to like the Ritz Carlton nearby <laughs> and film Jerry on Springer Mountain. Yeah, so you guys will get a chance a to live how I live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll exchange it's notes. What was yeah. that under? What exactly. was that show they used to do? Undercover Boss. We, oh, that's yeah. What, <laughs> Undercover. Yeah. That's what we'll do for the pod. That's what we'll do for the podcast. So. Yeah. Oh, you, you can go. You'll go sleep on Springer Mountain, and we'll all go sleep in the Springer Suite at the Ritz. <laughs> at, at the Ritz, <laughs> yes, and have room service. And Jerry can, you know, make a. No. Open a can of Denny, what is it, Denny Moore stew? Denny Moore. Oh, yes. man. Yeah, see, I don't see that. I know I said that, but that, as you know, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, I know that. I know that. <laughs> so you're, what you're saying is no. you don't see that happening. Well, here's the thing. No, I don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, first of all... <laughs> Gene, can you imagine him with a cannon uh, no. oh, like, actually, no. Well, well, if I can bring my chef with me, why not? <laughs> no, and Mickey right. coming up just going. Well, see, Jerry, Mickey makes fun Jerry. of the fact that I'm I've got that uh, the, the electric bike set on the easiest pedaling. Right. That's a turbo, turbo thing. Yeah. And the question is, and I pedal many more times than she does because you have to, you know, if you only if you have a tougher uh time going around the lower gear yes. you don't do it as many times i have no, you to got, do like no, five no, turns you... just to get as far as she's going with one so she's strengthening her muscles and she just laughs at me you know <laughs> because i can't but do you have any concept of how muscles work <laughs> jerry like <laughs> i think you're getting a good cardio workout at that point probably the only no, muscles I have so. are the ones no. with the red sauce. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two S's, two S's, the, not than a, the white yeah. wine. I like. The I red have. Sauce. I have some news. I have some news for you. You're in the wrong gear. Call me. I'll explain the difference between the <laughs> gears you. on the bike and the levels of assist on the motor. Uh, I would have to agree with that. Mine is so easy to pedal, though. I put it on zero. Hey, look, you want to know the serious, a serious take on this? You're outside riding around. Hell yeah, that's great. Keep doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually, I really do enjoy it. There, it's it's yeah. a fun hour together. We just, yeah, it, we really enjoy it. That's the truth. It's fun. You're yeah. outdoors. The well, and, and so yeah. you're giving me an honest answer. You really don't see, and it doesn't. It's not a powerful motivator to you to take the fan, the flag with the Springer crest, which I know you have, and to take that on the flagpole and post that at Springer Mountain. That doesn't I motivate have, you, as you know. I have great respect for the flag. I would never yes. go on. I would never <laughs> take a knee. You'd never <laughs> take a knee for the Springer family. <laughs> I'm fan. afraid. That if I tried to bring the flag oh up to the top of Springer Mountain, I would wind up being on my knees. 
and that, you know, and that, <laughs> that you mean having an apology beat? Yeah, yeah, is what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you know, Jerry. I mean, I could see it. If I were younger, I don't think seventy-seven-year-old men climb mountains or shouldn't. I mean, there's always someone in the newspaper you hear about, or they do a documentary about some eighty-year-old guy that climbed to the. Isn't that amazing? But for everyone, they do that. They're fifty-seven that died along the way. Yeah, Casey, you saw them as you went up Sprinter Mountain. Right? I, well, I did. Yeah, they're by <laughs> they mark. They yeah, they mark every quarter mile. I believe that's right. Bodies yeah. <laughs> frozen. This one was that's seventy-two. Right. This one was seventy-four. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jerry, Jerry, you know, uh, uh, honestly, uh, one of the last guys I hiked with before I had to get off uh, was an ex-professor uh, of philosophy who was hiking the trail for his third time. Wow. Uh, and he was about 80 or 81. Wow. Yeah. And well, he, I have and, a philosophy yeah. too. My do, philosophy, oh, yes, is never <laughs> run if you can walk, never walk if you can stand, never stand if you can sit, and never sit if you can lie down. <laughs> is it, My isn't philosophy. that Naples? Like, like that's on the flag at Naples. No. No, that's on the Springer flag. That's, that's the, flag. the Springer, Springer flag. Yeah. Oh, how funny. And I the tell mantra. you, my people are rested. <laughs> we are hydrated and we are And rested. once in a while, we're arrested. <laughs> yeah. <I hear>. Ooh, <laughs> hey. It goes either way. <laughs> it goes either way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's good. Unreal. <laughs> oh. All right, Jerry, on yes. a serious note. Yeah. What did, uh, you do have something yeah. to say, right? <laughs> what caught your interest this week? Well, in the two and a half short months <laughs> since President Biden took office, he's already being seen as a transformative president impressively developing and enacting a national response to COVID, providing Americans with economic relief, not to mention a massive multi-trillion dollar infrastructure bill, an administrative response not seen since the New Deal and World War II. Unsurprisingly, the Republicans have opposed it all. Despite overwhelming public approval, and as a consequence, Biden and the Democrats have been able to push most of it through, at least so far. Let's be honest, any president after the embarrassment of Trump would look good. But Biden has been exceptional in tone and performance. And his approach has brought to the forefront a debate that has been with us since the beginning of the 20th century. Is government too big? too much in our lives with its taxing, spending, and regulating, or must it be shrunk down in size? No other issue so divides our political parties, conservatives from liberals, as this one. And the winning side of this debate, shall we have big government or small, is not determined by who makes the better argument, but rather it is solely a function of external events of circumstances that, in a sense, eventually give us the government we need at the time. After World War I, we withdrew from the world. We dispensed with economic restraints and regulations. It was party time, the roaring 20s, and government stepped back. Simply put, it shrunk. But then late October 1929, boom, 
the stock market crashes. Welcome to the Great Depression. America brought to its knees, and as if the fates defined what was necessary, a man who couldn't walk brought America off its knees. FDR, the perfect president for the times. Yes, he gave us our New Deal, Social Security, a countless array of alphabet-labeled agencies. In other words, big, big government to the rescue. And a few years later, on that Sunday morning, December 7th, 1941, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor and FDR mobilizes the entire nation to the relief of the entire free world to take on not just Japan, but Hitler as well. Big government indeed, culminating in not just victory, but in showcasing America's greatest generation. The point being, circumstances, not political argument, define how big our government will be, what the public will accept, and in a sense, demand. At the end of the war, with all those veterans coming home, their lives and families having been disrupted, as had the entire nation's economy and way of life, big government continued with the likes of the GI Bill, which put hundreds of thousands through college, guaranteed home mortgages, low-cost loans, unemployment compensation, basically everything to grow a vibrant middle class. Big government was doing its job. But in time, perhaps inevitably, it abused its power, got too cocky, and in a generation gave us Vietnam and then Watergate, and the public turned on our government, and we got Reagan with his mantra, government can't solve our problems, government is the problem, and everything but the military was cut back. I'll get government off your backs, was his promise, and by the next decade, even Clinton was declaring the era of big government is over. And it was for a while. But when the economy crashed in 2008 at the end of Bush's term, it was left to President Obama to step in with the Affordable Health Care Act, Obamacare, the multi-billion dollar stimulus package, his decisive action to save the auto industry once again, big government to the rescue. So you can see external events determine the ultimate size and involvement of our government. But then after Obama brought us back from the abyss and with our economy recovering, enough voters thought it was okay to take the foot off the pedal. And in a drunken fit of madness, we rolled the dice with the TB con artists. And in just four years, the Trump syndicate, a la Steve Bannon, went about dismantling our government, bankrupting our treasury to the tune of a multi-trillion dollar deficit. So undermining our institutions that when the pandemic did hit, he had no clue how to handle it, and our government had no resources on hand to adequately deal with it. So though Trump obviously exacerbated the crisis, once again, it was an external event, the pandemic that necessitated our move, fully supported by the public at large, to big government. Its size and commitment not seen in America since the Great Depression. Republicans now, as is their want, revert back to their inevitable playbook. We're philosophically against big government. It's socialism. We can't do this. But of course, no one's listening. Americans need help. 
and political arguments about the proper role of government fall on deaf ears. People are dying, businesses are closing, careers are interrupted or ruined, families are going broke, our government will need to be as large as it needs to be. To my Republican friends, I say this, if you don't like how big our government is now becoming, you might think about the fact that it wouldn't have to be doing so much recovery now if you hadn't spent the last four years dismantling the very institutions we now so desperately need. The question is never how big is our government? It's how good are our lives? Yeah. Good, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, you talk like, I hear you talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was very well put. And I think, um, I don't know, that one stuck with me a bit. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. I, mm -hmm. I promise to be nice to you I've, for the next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you know, true, though. It, yeah. If we need, uh, go ahead, Casey, I'm sorry. Oh no, you're fine. I just find it funny it, it uh listening to it, you know, the the idea of big government. Um and I I mean I heard it all all growing up uh about big How government. How scary like it that. was. But and, well, but then, you know, they talk about big government in the sense of social programs, yet they are okay with government mandating what women do with their bodies or here, here. married and this and that and the other. And, yep. and in my, and in my view, that's always been the biggest threat of big government is not big government. I'm not afraid of big government spending money to help everyone. <laughs> that's to that's me, that's responsible government. That's not big government. And you know, regulating and, and they use that fighting is the problem. Yeah. They use, they use that, they use that, terminology to scare people into thinking about social programs but then they want to turn around and tell someone to what to do with their personal life and i i just i find that i find that sort of hypocrisy just yeah. really maddening at times there was something that i saw i think it was instagram they said if if men had to have if it were up to men to have abortions you could get them at an atm <laughs> like yeah. it would just yeah. be so easy to regulate, like there would be no regulation on a man's body. Exactly. Like it's like, you know, and we can yeah. have this conversation all day long. But anyway, yeah. we do have you, Casey Campbell, as our musical guest tonight. Yeah, like, on a lighter how'd note. How'd you like that segue? <laughs> <laughs> always, always love a good deep dive segue <laughs> right into some music, but it, well, we make it work. We do. So what do you got for us tonight, Casey? Uh, I've got an old time tune called 900 Miles oh. that was on my uh, solo album and uh, kind of a foot stomp and train tune that this can't be attributed to any one person. So, yeah. All right. Casey Campbell, 900 Miles. Well, I'm going down this track. I got tears in my Trying to read a letter from my home If this train does me right I'll be home by tomorrow night Cause I'm 900 miles from my home And I ain't to hear that lonesome whistle
If my woman tells me so, I will ride this rail no more. I pack up that coach and I'll go home. If this train does me right, I'll be home by tomorrow night. Cause I'm 900 miles from my home. Casey, give us the name of that album, Thank please, you. my friend. Uh, the name of the album is Care of General Delivery by Casey Campbell. You can find it on uh, all the usual spots, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and the uh, the old website, casey-campbell.com. The ye old website. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Speaking of which, you can check us all out on jerryspringerpodcast.com. And you can check us out on the interwebs anywhere you'd like. Um, let's see here. Facebook, Twitter, leave us reviews. I have to check my notes. Sorry. Leave us some reviews. If you leave a five-star review, the one Mr. Jerry Springer may even read it out yeah. loud. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not read them all at once. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause I get hoarse, you know, I know. <laughs> It's a tough life, Jerry. It's a real tough life. We're we're all very concerned for you. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in tonight. We love this you guys. Uh, check yeah. out Casey Campbell and Jerry Absolutely. Springer and and Gene. If you have a chance, you can look him up. <laughs> <laughs> Casey and Jerry, take us out on uh, down by the riverside. Thanks, everybody. Hey, thanks. Megan, hey, glad so you much, got guys. in. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Glad you made Bye it. Right. See, you see you guys. Absolutely. See you guys later. Good to see y'all. Bye. Well, Bye, guys. I'm going to lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'm going to lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside. Sword and